Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. It's hour two on this Friday. It's a meet Friday at that. We brought in reinforcements. We brought in the cavalry. Chad and Julie from Traeger are here. And the Happy Meat Friday Swedish meatballs. Glazed pork roast with wild rice stuffing, loaded smashed potato casserole, maple glazed Brussels sprouts, peppermint truffle cheesecake, and yes, Christmas martinis. All of that on the Traeger. Who has it better than we do? Nobody. All righty. Got your phone calls coming up. Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk will tell us if the Chargers would fire Brandon Staley during the season. And does he believe Bill Belichick will be coaching somewhere else next season? Michael, join us coming up. Chargers have lost five of their last six games. In four of those losses, they've given up at least 31 points. They gave up 36 to the Dolphins, 41 to the Lions, and 63 last night. In the span of four days, they've lost to divisional opponents, Denver and Las Vegas, by a combined 87 to 28. Start of the day. Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Say good morning if you're watching on Peacock. Thank you for downloading the app and our radio affiliates, iHeartRadio, Fox Sports Radio. Seton, poll question for hour two is going to be what? Yeah, we got up there, uh, NFL franchise in the worst shape going forward. Uh, right now, I think it's recency bias, but you've got the LA Chargers leading, followed mm. by the Cal- Carolina Panthers. It's interesting. Okay. Uh, Patriots getting a decent amount of that vote, too. Yeah. I think that that's fraudulent. Well, having a quarterback always helps, or having a really, really high draft pick always helps. Yeah. All right. Uh, Patriots have that, by the way. They do. They very, have the number two pick right now. A very high draft pick. Yes. Yeah. But does Bill Belichick screw that up somehow by winning a couple of games? 
and then they drop a little bit, and then he goes to another franchise. Maybe. 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 By the way, uh, coming up Sunday night, we have Jacksonville and the Ravens. So Lamar Jackson uh, continuing his MVP chase there. That'll be uh, coming up. Also, the PNC Championship, the family affair. That's where uh, Tiger and his son Charlie, Annika Sorenstam and her son, they're involved in this, the PNC Championship. Your phone call's on the way. But uh, let's bring in Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk Live, the uh, co-host and uh, contributor to uh, Football Night in America. Also, Mike has a new book, On Our Way Home, currently available online wherever books are sold. And all the proceeds go to Mike's local animal shelter. How would you sum up this book, Mike? A, a for-the-holiday-type book? It is a holiday book that lands at the intersection of It's a Wonderful Life and A Christmas Carol. And people have said to me, your book is kind of dark. And I said, have you ever watched It's a Wonderful Life? George Bailey is ready to jump off a bridge and end his own life, for crying out loud. A Christmas Carol is a story about a miserable old bastard who is visited by ghosts who ultimately show him dead in a cemetery. you got to go through some darkness to find some light. So the story's dark, but it's also lighthearted. And it has, I think, a positive message about renewing broken relationships with family members or others that you would like to have a better relationship with. And the holiday season is a perfect time to use that as a spark to try to rekindle those old relationships. It sounds like you, though. Are you describing you a little bit dark? But I don't know anything about that. No? No, I, no, no, no. I don't know. Dark? I don't know. It depends. Depends on the day. Depends on my mood. Why are you wearing a Vikings uh, hoodie today? Closest in the cleanest. That's the wardrobe <laughs> approach for the morning show on PFT Live because usually I cut it as close as I can to 7 o'clock because all I have to do, you know, the shorter your commute, the more likely you are to be late. So all I have to do is go up a flight of steps to my studio. So in that oh crap moment of what am I going to wear, oh, that's close, that's clean, I'll put that on, I'll go upstairs. So I'm fresh from our show that obviously leads into your show on Peacock. Could you see the Chargers firing Brandon Staley during the season? I think a normal team would. I think a normal team would have fired him after he blew that huge lead against the Jaguars in the playoffs. Now, I've been calling for much of the season the Chargers the best dysfunctional team in the NFL because they're clearly dysfunctional. But of all the dysfunctional teams, they've got a franchise quarterback and they've managed to win a few games. But it really is inexcusable when you think about all the injuries to the quarterbacks in the AFC this year that the, ja the, the Chargers didn't make a run, that they weren't in contention with all these guys dropping like flies and the Chargers with Justin Herbert can't figure out how to consistently win. So I think a normal team would fire Brandon Staley today. Whether or not Chargers owner Dean Spanos is going to pull the plug on the final three games of the season, give Kellen Moore a little bit of a tryout, something to think about as he looks for a new head coach. Although I think they need to, after last night, Dan, I think they need to hit the reset button. There's a cultural issue there. You had guys quitting on the team, and you're going to have guys in that locker room giving the side eye to the ones who quit. The guys who tried versus the ones who didn't. And the new coach, first order of business, is going to be fix that because you're going to have guys still under contract next year, some of whom tried and some of whom didn't. And now you've got to deal with that on top of everything else going forward. It feels like we look at the Chargers and we go, boy, those are great uniforms. Like we don't, we don't. There, nobody looks better at losing than the Chargers do because of their uniforms. It's it's like a weird phenomenon. I don't know if there's any other team in any other sport where you go, they're not very good, 
or they always lose big games. Like the, the criticism is nowhere near probably where it should be for the Chargers. Why is that? I don't know, but you're right. They just kind of float around, and nobody ever really expects anything from them just to look good in their uniforms. As long as you look good in your uniforms, it's okay if you're at 500. It's okay if you don't make it to the playoffs. It's okay if you're one and out. There isn't that passionate, loud fan base that other teams have that are demanding change. And maybe they're just gaslit by the fact that ownership isn't going to come in and make big changes. I mean, really, you think about last year. They could have fired Brandon Staley and hired Sean Payton and kept him away from Denver. And how much better would the Chargers be this year? Look at what Payton's done with Russell Wilson. All that's, Remember all that stuff he said to Jared Bell of USA Today and he got dragged for it? it? I don't think he meant to be on the record, but hey, he was on the record. He said it. And here we are in mid-December, and he was right about everything he said about the Broncos, about Nathaniel Hackett, about the Jets. He was right about all of it. And look at where the Broncos are, one game behind the Chiefs for the division lead, and they can still win the AFC West. It's amazing, and the Chargers could have had him. Because I think between the two jobs, I don't know this, but all things equal, I think Peyton takes the Chargers job because of Justin Herbert. It's an attractive job. How many jobs will be open? Well, let me go back to the report by Tom Curran because it was, it was kind of a strange report by Tom Curran because he didn't even do it on his own social media uh, Boston Globe didn't pick it up. ESPN didn't pick it up. Like it, it was reported that a decision had been made on Bill Belichick when they got back from Germany when they lost there. It just didn't catch on. So I'm curious why it didn't. And do you think that the Patriots have already told Bill what their decision is? Well, let me tell you where it did catch on. It caught on at ProFootballTalk.com because it was by far our most visited story of the week. It contributed on Wednesday. It was our biggest traffic day since the day Aaron Rodgers tore his Achilles tendon. So it caught fire. But what you're speaking to, Dan, is this wasn't something Tom Curran wrote for NBCSportsBoston.com. He was on some other show and he just said it. And I talked to Tom about it before I wrote anything because I wanted to make sure I was getting it accurately because I saw someone aggregated and then re-aggregated. It's like, let me just make sure I get this right. And Tom said, yeah, you know, sometimes you write something and you say something and maybe what you said you wouldn't have written, but what you said is true and it's true. So I think the truth is this. Decision made preliminarily, not implemented yet. Could have been implemented at any point between then and now. Maybe after the Giants game, it could have been implemented. I think right now, riding the victory that they had last Thursday night in Pittsburgh, if they would beat the Chiefs on Sunday, if they build some momentum down the stretch, maybe that decision changes. Nothing's final until it's final. And I also think, Dan, the other wrinkle here is Robert Kraft would like to land the plane in a way that lets him have his cake and eat it too. Move on from Bill Belichick, but get, get a draft pick or two from the next team that hires him. If I'm Belichick, why am I going along with that? Why am I agreeing to an outcome that causes my next team to give up draft capital to get me? I dig in my heels and I say, look, either bring me back next year and pay me 20 million plus, or you fire me. I'm not going along with this deal. And if there's any deal to be made, it would be this. He walks away free and clear. The Patriots owe him nothing for next year if he doesn't coach. And he can go to a new team unencumbered by any expectation that the Patriots get something in return. That needs to go. They need to set that aside and just let Belichick go wherever he wants to go. He's Mike Florio. He uh, gave us pro football talk. He is co-host with Chris Sims, also a Football Night in America contributor in his new book, on our way home. We had Nick Wright on. He uh, works for Fox Sports One. He's the Chiefs apologist. 
and he was saying that you had Kadarius Tony lining up offsides numerous times in that game, but they decided to call that play offsides. Now, I should have done a better job and say, well, why do you think they called it in that moment and they didn't call it the other times? But it's almost like the, the Chiefs are, are acting like victims here. And I, why do you think the NFL singled out that play and didn't single out the other ones that Tony was offsides on? I don't know why, Dan. And look, I don't believe there's some grand conspiracy that games are fixed, that games are rigged, because frankly, I don't think the NFL is competent enough to pull that off. But I do know this. In the age of legalized gambling, exactly what Roger Goodell feared, because there are quotes, and we'll use them from time to time, from 10, 15 years ago, where Goodell says, if you legalize gambling, normal incidents of the game will be viewed with skepticism of point shaving and game fixing, and we don't want legalized gambling because we don't want that, that on us. So you could have someone out there with the tinfoil hat, and it doesn't require a whole lot of tinfoil who looks at that. And Nick's right because Dan Orlovsky had the video earlier this week showing all the times that the Kadarius Tony was offside. Why do you not call it every time? Why do you wait until the moment where the game is kind of on the line, two-minute drive? Why does that draw a flag? Is someone lying in wait for the opportunity to derail the effort to win the game? I don't know, and I don't believe that to be the case. But when you have that kind of inconsistency, that's the problem, Dan, inconsistency. And I've been arguing they need to tear down the officiating function and embrace technology. One of the points I made yesterday, they've had a laser beam first down line for 10 years that they've been trying to get the NFL's attention on. You put a laser beam out there that shows the first down, put a beam out there that shows the line of scrimmage. Why does it have to be a guessing game? Why is it a mystery as to whether or not a guy's lined up right? Put the line on the field if you can. We're not watching football to make sure that all the players line up properly before the play starts. We want to see what happens after the play starts. Give them a chance to line up properly if there's a technological way to do it. That would solve all this because then he would have been flagged the first time he did it, and it would have been a non-issue by the time the end of the game came around. What are the Raiders going to do at head coach? Well, I think to answer that question, we need to go back to what they didn't do two years ago when Rich Bisaccia was the interim coach after John Gruden left took them to the playoffs, almost beat the Bengals, who went on to the Super Bowl that year. And it was as if Mark Davis gave no thought whatsoever to keeping Rich Passaccia. So this time around, not that they're a playoff team, but when you look at what Antonio Pierce is doing, the fire he brings to the job, the intensity, he's like the perfect Raiders coach. And to set the franchise record in points scored four days after getting shut out, <laughs> they're not quitting. They're not giving up. They're not folding the tents. He's found a way. See, this is why we're talking about Brandon Staley being fired and Antonio Pierce being hired. Lost season. It's over. It's done. You're playing out the string, and you're risking injury along the way. Antonio Pierce found a way to push the buttons on his guys to get them to show up and play their asses off, and Brandon Staley didn't. And I think that that is, coupled with the fact that Mark Davis got it wrong two years ago in not keeping Rich Bisaccia, that might make him think now, you know what, I'm not going to do this twice. I'll do a short-term contract, but I want to give this guy a chance from the beginning of the offseason all the way through to the end of the season to see what he can do. If John Gruden wins his lawsuit against the NFL, is there a chance he could coach the Raiders again? Well, I mean, in theory, there's a chance he could coach any team again. Any team could hire him any time they want. But the Raiders are paying him, aren't they? Well, they, they worked out a settlement. Okay of his remaining contract back when he walked away. And that lawsuit, Dan, it is moving slowly. It's been two plus years. January 11, there's gonna be a hearing before the Nevada Supreme Court on the simple question of whether or not the league 
can pull the case into arbitration. They always want to bring the case into arbitration because they control it, it's all secret, and they're more likely to win. They never want anything to be in open court. They don't want their dirty laundry to be aired out. We still haven't even resolved that question, though. We are over two years into the case, and we won't have an answer until maybe May as to whether or not it goes forward in court or before the court of Roger Goodell. So it's going to be a while until this is resolved. And I think the ship has sailed on John Gruden coaching in the NFL. But if there was anybody that was going to hire him, it's going to be Mark Davis. Yeah. And I wouldn't rule out Mark Davis sticking his finger in the eye of the league and taking the PR hit. You know, it's been over two <laughs> years. Because the whole reason, it was all PR driven. He didn't, he didn't do anything now. It was emails he sent that were horribly improper from 2011 timeframe that came to light and something had to happen. Two years later, what kind of groundswell against it will there be? if Mark Davis decides to float that out there. So I, I wouldn't rule it out because there's nothing prohibiting him from doing it if he's willing to be the pariah in the eyes of the NFL, but he kind of already is. So what harm is done by bringing Gruden back? I don't think it would happen, but you can't take it off the tape. All right, I'll leave you with this. The team that's in the worst shape right now is who? Oh, it's Carolina Panthers, without question. Without question, because their owner is too involved. And he's not willing to step aside and let the people who have devoted their careers, just like he devoted his career to making a crap load of money, they've devoted their careers to perfecting the art of, of developing and coaching football teams. He wants to be involved in everything. He made that clear a few weeks ago. He reserves the right to, re to veto any decision made, even if he's going against every single person in his football operation. He reserves the right to say, this is what I want. And until he steps back, this team is going to be a mess. Thanks for joining us, Mike. Good luck with the book. Thanks for joining us, as always. Thanks, Dan. Good talking to you, buddy. Have That's a great week. That's Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk Live co-host, the show that precedes ours on Peacock. We'll take a break. We'll update the poll results, get to more phone calls as well. Back after this in the Dan Patrick Show. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Polly Fusco here with Tony Fusco. Yo. Of course, you know us as the host of the number one rated show in all of sports talk, the Polly and Tony Fusco Show. Yeah. Now, the suits at Fox Sports Radio gave us this airtime because they wanted us to tell you how great our show is. Why? Yeah, instead of us doing that, let's just let our millions of fans do the talking. Yeah, play the tape. You don't know crap about sports. I mean, why am I even on this crap? Whoa, 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 whoa. That's the wrong tape. Wrong tape. Just forget that. Look, listen to the Paulie and Tony Fusco Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. 
Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The Mercedes-Benz holiday love celebration is here. Got incredible offers on exceptional vehicles you're bound to love. Learn more at mbusa.com slash special offers. All right, Seton, poll question for hour two. Did you tell me and I've already forgotten? No, I haven't told you anything about hour two, but uh, right now the Carolina Panthers are the, in the worst shape going forward. Yeah. They've jumped up to uh, a massive percentage of the vote. Yeah. Uh, what are you thinking about for uh, hour two? Well, we had a very snarky one here from Paul hmm. uh, that we could go with. And who do you Ooh. feel bad for? Brandon Staley, uh-huh. Alan Kirk for having to do that game, <laughs> or us for having to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Paulie was assigned to watch it. Al and Kirk are paid to watch it. Brandon Staley is paid to coach in that game. It's got to be tough, though, if you're a coach and this is you're, you know that you're coaching for your job. Yeah. And... Your team comes out and fumbles the ball on like three of your first four or five possessions or whatever it was. Uh, that's got to be tough to be like, whoa. Okay, but how much blame do you put on Brandon Staley? He didn't fumble the ball. Now, granted, he's a defensive-minded head coach, and they've been giving up a lot of points here in uh, four of these last five losses. So... How much is on the players? Now, he said we weren't prepared. Well, it's his job to prepare them. Is it, is it his job to prepare them to not fumble the ball? So should he be proud of that defensive performance last night, <laughs> no, Ben? Oh, no. Because e- either side of the ball that you take, he didn't fumble it uh, because I was focused on the defense last night. Really? Well, uh, How did that go? They, they did fumble the ball and uh, made it easy for the Raiders to score some touchdowns, but 63 is inexcusable. That That's... <laughs> That's where you just, when you get off the plane, that's when, or maybe you don't even get on the plane. Maybe it's like, uh, no, 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 not you. I get that it was, it was kind of tongue-in-cheek, but Richard Sherman at halftime was like, oh, yeah. I think he should be fired right now. <laughs> I think he should be fired at halftime, first time ever. Like, just get rid of him right now. 
I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it was tongue in cheek. Well, I'm giving him some benefit of the doubt in tongue in cheek ish. Oh. Maybe, maybe a percentage of it yeah. was lightly. Yeah. Yes, yes, Todd. You're playing a division rival that just scored zero the week before, and he's been known to have a lot of questionable calls and taking unnecessary risks. There's a a lot of blame that falls with him. The Raiders scored, thank you, Todd, scored two defensive touchdowns. Also, uh, the 63 points are the most scored by a team immediately following a shutout. You have to go back to 1934, the Eagles. Oh, well, Darius Rucker. Stat of the day, stat of the day, here comes the stat of the day, yeah. stat of the day, stat of the day, here comes the stat of the day. Darius Rucker, who got his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. I, I found it interesting, ironic maybe, because he's getting hip surgery, so he's got a Hollywood Walk of Fame, but he, he can't walk because he had... <laughs> surgery it's like a hobble of fame what <laughs> wheelchair of fame but he's getting his uh, hip replaced here yes paul a hollywood walker of fame. <laughs> Ooh, that's the best blue, one blue. i'll give him that one yeah well it's not up to you to give him anything i'm just saying that was the best one of our little group of uh thanks seinfeld phrases. yeah thank you okay. <laughs> do you see where curb your enthusiasm last season i guess they that uh, larry david said this is it last season for curb but he, it feels like he says that every year that's the last year of Curb Your Enthusiasm. So the bigger paycheck comes. You know what? I could probably do another year. I don't season. think money is going to matter to him. Unless, you know, the live tour comes along. Okay. Wants to give, uh, we really love Curb. We're going to give you $400 million. Per episode. <laughs> On the CW. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah, Paulie. That would be an, actually a good episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. They convince him to come back and do another season, but it's only like available overseas. Mm. But they offer him way more money. That would be a very awkward, and he loves awkward. The most must-win game. I have a hard time watching Curb Your Enthusiasm because of the awkwardness of it. It's like it's, it's meant to make you uncomfortable, and it does a really good job of doing that. The most must-win game of the weekend. Yes, it's time to play that. Todd, I'm going to start with you with the most must-win game of the weekend. That includes the NFL games on Saturday. Because of Big Ben's recent comments and the whole steal away going away, I almost picked the Steelers having to beat the Colts, but I'm going with the Chiefs needing to win their game in Foxborough. That game they have to win, or things can start going in a very bad direction for KC. All right. Seton O'Connor, the most must-win game of the weekend. I'm taking the Lions must win this weekend. Ooh. That is a about as winner go homeish as he could get. The Lions absolutely must win this weekend. All right. Spicy, Marvin. I'm going to say the Dolphins coming off of a loss and they're playing a really confident Zach Wilson led Jets team. <laughs> they got to win. Now we're all in on Zach Wilson. Okay, all he right. can punch a teammate and stay. I like that. I like that. All right, Paulie, most must-win game of the weekend. This has a, two levels to it. The New York football Giants must win versus the Saints this weekend for the Tommy DeVito ride to keep going. Tommy DeVito! Now, they can lose if Tommy DeVito balls out and plays really well, but the entire DeVito family is on a roll right now. I heard on WFAN they're, the dad, who's a plumber, is voicing ads for a heating and plumbing company out of New Jersey, and they're already on the fan. So the entire DeVito family needs to win this weekend against the Saints to set up national TV at the Eagles next week. Yeah, WFAN is the radio station in New York. 
I am going to say the Buffalo Bills need to win against the Cowboys. And if they do, now all of a sudden, I think we're going to look at the Buffalo Bills differently. Maybe the way we did at the beginning of the year. But now all of a sudden, Buffalo is going to be that dangerous team. Because of all the teams that might be sort of on the periphery, maybe in or almost in, Buffalo would be the one team in the AFC that you do not want to play. Because they they can travel to beat you. They've already beaten the Dolphins this year. Uh, you know, the game against Kansas City. The Cowboys come into Buffalo. You have to win this game. But if, you know, the Cowboys want to try to avoid being the fifth seed and being the number one seed or winning the division and making sure you're not on the road, this is important as well because I think they're three and three away from Dallas. We know how good they are at home. They're undefeated. But Buffalo, could you check the weather conditions? I don't know if I've heard of anything that uh, might be above and beyond sort of it's cold and maybe a little windy. Buffalo, Dallas in Buffalo. Maybe check the uh, weather forecast there. We'll get some phone calls here coming up. So the most must-win game of the weekend. Yeah, Paulie. Weather in Buffalo on Sunday, high of 48 and rainy. Mm. And not that cold. Low of 44, not a wintry mix. Mm. Okay. Back to you. All right. yeah. Sometimes a cold rain is worse than snow, though. You know? Yeah. I'd, like, I'd rather have snow than a cold rain. Okay. A hard rain's going to fall. Hard rain. Somebody wants to say. Uh, Chase in Utah. Good morning, Chase. What's on your mind? By the way, we'll check in with the char- Chargers. That's the Chargers coming up at the top of the hour. And uh, if you need holiday gift inspiration, go to danpatrick.com. Still have some tailgate moonshine there. Got some flannel shirts that are gorgeous. A lot of great things. And, yes, we do have the uh, Crappensburg State lineup of merchandise. Uh, hi, Chase. Hey, guys. Uh, happy Meat Friday. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I see Friday first season full effect and mm. little, little disappointed. Um, how dare you let Polly hit you in the face like that, Fritzy? That's extremely irresponsible of you. Um, but anyways, the reason I called, um, made some pretty big claims this year, calling the Bills frauds. Um, I mean, if you count the Chiefs game, that's three either missed penalties or penalty calls that have been a win. And I kind of want to put my money where my mouth is and say that the the Bills are going to make the Super Bowl if anybody's willing to take a pie to the face bet. I'd love to have it. Okay. Anybody want a piece of that? Uh, the Buffalo Bills are going to make the Super Bowl. Ooh, back row quick. Both of us should think right. that. They're not right. going to the Super Bowl. They're not going to the All Super right, Bowl. All right, Chase. You got, uh, you got two takers in the back row, Fritzy and Seaton, pie to the face. Let's go. I love it. All well, right. Have a good week weekend, guys. <laughs> Happy holidays and suck at Fritzy. All right. Thank you, Chase. That's not necessarily on the holiday. <laughs> Any other day, it's okay. Just not around right, the holiday. Hanukkah, Christmas time, we don't do that. Uh, Chris in Sacramento. Hi, Chris. Thanks for taking my call, Dan. Good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, Polly. Um, I do have a pie-to-the-face bet, but before I get to my pie-to-the-face bet, um, I was wondering if you could help me out with something. I own a restaurant, and I would like to try to send you all some samples of my meat that I have. I have brisket, pork butt, and tri-tip and ribs. If there's a way that y'all can help me out with that, I would love to do that. But my pie in the face bed is something that might spoil it on that no one else is really talking about. Um, 
I think that, that like, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs are in real trouble, and I think they're going to lose the division because they're only a game back behind the Broncos, and I think the Broncos are going to win the division. So my pie to the face bet. Anybody All right. Want Anybody want to pie uh, to the face bet? The Broncos are going to win the AFC West. Anybody want a piece of that? He's saying they are going to. They are going to win. Anybody want? Are you looking at the schedule there, Paulie, to see how this uh, plays out? I just kind of see how. Yeah, they're one game out. I don't think we thought about this six weeks ago yeah. or a month ago where you go, well, you better check the Broncos' schedule. Yes, Tom. After the Lions, they play the Patriots, Chargers, and Raiders to wrap up the season. Ooh. So they, you, think, you would think they can win they could get three to games, 10, maybe, 10 and 7. Maybe 10 and 7. I don't know if that wins a division. I'll be Wait, happy if they're just going to walk Are away. you on Chris's side of the bet? I, I can't see them beating out the Chiefs. Even though they split the two games together, I can't see them winning the division. I'll be thrilled if they get a okay. wild card spot. If they make the playoffs, you can't wear their gear. If they make the playoffs? Yeah. You just said you didn't think they were going to get in. No, I'm saying I'm hoping they can get a wild card, but I don't see them passing the Chiefs to take the AFC West. All right. Then why don't you take Chris up on the bet? Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris. I'm actually betting against my team that they're not good enough in these next few weeks to beat the to Chiefs To win out of the, the division. division. I respect that. I respect that. All right, Chris. Thank you. Uh, we can't take cook meat in the mail. So, uh, sorry, Chris. I mean, we that, can. We have. We have, but, well, you know, we've gotten <laughs> beef jerky and cookies and things like that. But I, I can't accept cooked meat traveling from Sacramento to the man cave here. <laughs> the post office here doesn't like us as it is. You imagine you get a slab of pork butt in there. Yes, Paul. There is a funny thing that happens <laughs> in the back room. We get, like, a tray of brownies from Tulsa, Oklahoma with no return address. Everyone's like... Where do these come from? These are kind of sketchy. And then someone unbrail, <laughs> unwraps them, and then we all just go eat them. Yeah. No backstory. Uh, Jed in Tucson. Hi, Jed. What's on your mind? Hey, Dan. Uh, second time, long time. I, I just need to lodge a formal complaint. I thought about the FCC, but I, I was enjoying my Raiders win this morning, making my kids breakfast. You know, we won against the Chokers. And then Todd, the Bronco fan, opens his mouth. I just, he's so annoying. He's as annoying as Mark Davis's Lloyd Christmas haircut. Dan, you said you can't watch Curb because of the awkwardness, but you let Fritzy ruin segments with his awkward comedy routines. He's like Brandon Staley with a game plan. Uh, I just have two <laughs> propositions. A lot of hate. Number one. Time. You interrupted up. him talking about you proving interrupting. His point. Yeah, proving his point. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm and he sorry. can't sing at all. Todd. Go ahead, Judd. Show. Sorry, Dan. The best show is a show where Todd is silent. My wife loves your show. She listens all the time. But when Todd opens his mouth, she just turns it off. No. So Todd, Todd, Todd brings a lot to the show. He does. Yeah, yeah, Paul. Yeah, I'm going to go to bat here. This guy's really over over the top here. Todd is very funny on air. Yeah, Sometimes, no, no, he's funny on the air. I, I, he can be very funny on the air. Occasionally, he uh, goes through the stops. He doesn't have. He doesn't take so, social cues. That that's part. Or of actual it. cues from the producer, like yeah, towards yeah, him. Yes. But this guy was motivated enough to sit on hold and wait to get that uh, diatribe out during the holiday season. So I guess you got to respect that in some. Just to tell you, way. you're terrible. <laughs> That's what he chose to spend a portion of his day. I'm going to wait 40 minutes. We only have a finite time on this earth, and he chose to spend some of it just to make sure you could know that you're terrible. If that somehow improves your mental health to get that out of your system. And he's happy he did it. Like He's like, that was a day well spent.
<laughs> he spent 41 minutes. He's like, honey, did you hear? I did his it. life. I did it. I called. I told him that he sucks. I did it. <laughs> They're high-fiving each other in the kitchen. All right, that's good. Haters going to hate. Haters are going to hate. Haters are going to hate. Or going to, in fact, hate. Sean in San Diego. Hi, Sean. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Um, this is the first time I've called. It's an honor to talk to you, Mr. Patrick, and hi to all the guys. Thank you, Sean. Um, I don't really want to start anything, but I do have a question for you guys. Yeah. Uh, does Jack Jones get the game ball? Um, I don't... There are probably a, a couple of game ball. I mean, this isn't a Giannis-type situation here. I think there's multiple game balls to go around there, Sean. Well, he did set the record. You know, he's the one that made the, the 62nd point or whatever 63rd, it was. 63rd, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm just wondering. Some people wondering if Easton Stick got a game ball. Because he, <laughs> he, he, was, he fumbled it. Yeah. yeah. Here's your game ball. It would have been fair as his first start. Yeah. I, you know who um, I did some research here. Because I thought, who's had a wor- who has had a worst first season, uh, first game start in his career? Easton Stick suffered the worst loss by a quarterback in his first NFL start since this is this guy played in two thousand. He played. Mm, he played for the Cleveland Browns. So Easton Stick. The worst loss by a quarterback in his first NFL start since this Browns quarterback lost 48 to nothing to the Jags in 2000. Anybody want to offer up a guess? 2000. Marvin? Tim Couch? No. And there's an irony in, uh, in his last name. I think it would be an irony. Steve Blowout. <laughs> Close. No. He's trying to... <laughs> If you said Spurgeon win, oh, <laughs> all he does is win. God. Yeah. Spurgeon win Spurgeon reference. Win. Excuse oh. me. I just Spurgeon win. <laughs> all over the place. <laughs> Spurgeon win. They've had a lot of quarterbacks over there. I was going through like Connor Shaw and Brady Quinn and Deshaun Kaiser. They've was, had so was many. Was Spurgeon win from like Utah or feels like. Uh, Sounds Mackish. Hold on. Oh. Oh, do you think he's Maction? For some reason, I thought he was like Utah, Utah State. Are we playing the Spurgeon? Yes, we are. Holy cow. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, this is interesting. Spurgeon win the third, SW3. He started at University of Minnesota. Okay. Then he transferred to Southwest Texas State for the end of his college career. Oh. Before he... He was a Brown, an Admiral, Amsterdam Admiral, a Viking, a BC Lion, a Winnipeg Blue Bomber, and a Toronto Argonaut, but Minnesota and Southwest uh, Texas State. Okay. For some reason, I thought he was Utah, Utah State. All right, how about we take a break, and uh, we'll uh, kind of recollect our thoughts here as we get ready for the uh, final hour and 15 minutes on this Meet Friday. More phone calls coming up back after this. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury 
the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. It's a family affair at the PNC Championship. I was watching last year's PNC Championship. I, I tuned, tuned away from the football game, and I'm watching a rear of last year's PNC Championship with Tiger and his son, John Daly and his son. I also watched a Division Three college playoff game. I watched uh, a Division One AA. Now, these are re-airs. So I was I was searching for something there last night. Yes, Pauline. Yeah, this I think tonight is the Division Three national title game. SUNY Cortland versus North Central. No state. I just I don't know where North Central is, but it's a college. I think North Central is in Illinois. It it could be in Chicago outside Chicago. And they won the national title, I think, last year. So SUNY Cortland uh, versus North Central. And then tomorrow is the Division Two National Championship. The Colorado School of Mines. You went no part of them. Uh, hosting Harding University. And those are teams that are normally in the uh, championship hunt. That's fun. The uh, School of uh, Mines, Mines, they were there, I think, last year. Might have gotten blown out. I think they have all black uniforms. Uh, watching, I was jonesing for something last night. I was like, uh, 42 to nothing. Let me see what else is on. I did watch some basketball last night, but... Um, Luca had uh, another big night, but they ended up losing. Clippers beat the Warriors without Draymond. Uh, Kobe White, 1,000 career rebound, 1,000 career assist 
in the same game. Third player that that's ever happened to. Uh, Karis LeVert and uh, Phil Smith, who played for the Golden State Warriors. And James Harden. Now, I didn't watch any of this. He had 28 and 15 assists. So, uh, for the Clippers there. Game against, uh, who they? Clippers over the Warriors. Yeah, that's right. The system. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, John. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's the system. Uh, John in L.A. Hi, John. What's on your mind today? Uh, good morning, Darren. Good morning, Dan. Uh, six foot and a very bad body, 195. Um, I, I don't know. It's just the worst year for me personally in sports. You asked earlier in the first hour if, if who's worse off, you know, if you're a Dodger fan, or I'm sorry, Angel fan or a Chargers fan. Well, I'm both. And oh, yesterday was no. Day. Yeah. So, you know, the Shohei Otani press conference just was a terrible, you know, a terrible event yesterday. Then I followed it up with the Chargers loss. It was just the worst day, personally, I can remember in sports. John, maybe you give up one of them. <sighs> Why would I do that to myself? I, I love hurting myself. <laughs> oh, you do? <laughs> okay. Well, that's a, that's a bigger issue, but thank you, John. Yeah, I wondered, if you're a Charger Angel fan, that's a rough 48, 72 hours here. Speaking of Shohei Otani, sorry, John, but the Dodger manager will join us in the final hour of the show. <laughs> I'm sure, well, he's always in a good mood, but uh, Dave Roberts will join us in the final hour of the program. Uh, Paul in Iowa. Hi, Paul. What's on your mind today? Hey, guys, a lot of Friday Fritzy hate today. I don't know about that. Come on. Um, but I'm pretty surprised that we're closing in on the end of the second hour of the show, and Brandon Staley has a job. Over, under, by the end of your show, does he still? Well, it's early in L.A., so I'm giving uh, the Charger. I, do I think they fire him? I'm going to say no, but I would certainly understand that the, why they would. But then you're going to pay, you got to pay him. This is a thrifty organization. Do they want to pay him for three games that he's not going to coach? I don't know. Does that help morale? Do they play harder? They play harder now that he's not there? You would have thought they would play hard because his job is in jeopardy, unless they don't care. But, man, there's got to be some finger pointing in that locker room because there were some guys who wanted to be elsewhere last night. There's no doubt about it. Nate in Arizona. Hi, Nate. What's on your mind today? Hey, Dan. Hey, Nate. Hey, uh, I had a question for Todd. Okay. Todd, uh, earlier on this week, you were talking about when you were in Dublin and you uh, saw a pretty girl at the bar and, you know, you go up and talk to her. And I was just wondering, how, uh, how do you get away with that? I mean, your wife must be a saint. <laughs> She really is. First of all, I didn't go up to her. I kind of just kind of winked at her from a distance or maybe I gave her like a little mile-high salute kind of thing, but I didn't approach her. A mile-high salute. <laughs> Which is odd in and of itself. But uh, my wife knows I'm a big flirt, but if it came right down to it, I wouldn't have the guts to, uh, even if an opportunity presented itself, to act on that. So 
That's uh, I'm always and, and I'm I can be a little inappropriate, but it's nothing to the point where we well, shouldn't act on it. You're married, right? Well, you shouldn't even even the flirting. I can, <laughs> you, you, you shouldn't be entertaining the idea. No, and I'll make little comments. We'll be watching, you know, a, a newscast or whatever, and I'll say she's, you know, that weather girl's kind of cute or whatever. It's just out of my own insecurity, I just get a little rise out of her to make sure, you know, she gets jealous or something. So that's my own insecurity when right. I do that. Let's not use rise and mile high salute and anything else that you have. Yeah, there's a couple of references there. Yeah. I, I kind of do like the idea of Todd being in a bar and like <laughs> doing the salute thing because to I'm sure she knew women exactly. that he sees. Hey. Yeah, yeah. 99 out of 100 times they don't know. The 100th time it's like, go yeah, Broncos. Okay. And then you're in. No. <laughs> no. no. That's for no. a friendship. Just you're to not, say hi. No. 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 I'm in my Terrell Davis jersey. She knows no. what I'm doing with the mile high salute. Final hour. We'll check in with the Chargers. And also Dave Roberts, the Dodger manager. This meet Friday. Hope you'll stay with us. Final hour on the way. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials, and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest toothpaste, secret deodorant, Old Spice deodorant, or Gillette razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details.